This episode contains graphic details of murder and other crimes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Not Always Polite. If you didn't catch the previous episode, I'm releasing two episodes this week because the first one oh, and this one are both short because they are unsolved and there isn't a lot of information about them. So this episode is about Susan Cadeau and this takes place in London, Ontario, and this is still an unsolved murder, same as the last episode. Um, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I hope you guys had a great week. Uh, yeah. I feel so weird doing two episodes. I don't like I don't know I don't know how to act. I hope you guys had a great week. Um and yeah, without further ado, I will get on into this episode as well. And let's go. Susan was born on January twenty first, nineteen fifty, to parents Walter and Gabrielle Cadeau in London, Ontario. Susan had two older brothers named Patrick and Edmund Michael, ages nine and ten, respectively. It looks like Edmund went by Michael, so that is what I will refer to, refer to him going forward. I know it's kind of confusing. I was also confused. <laughs> but um, Susan was described as a bright, cheerful, friendly child who knew all of the priests at St. Mary's and called out a greeting whenever she saw one of them. It's important to remember that, so I'll just like put a pin in that for a second. On Friday, January 6th, 1956, at around 7.15 p.m., the three kids left their home at 665 York Street to play in the yard of St. Mary's Catholic Church, which was directly across the street from their house. Their upstairs neighbor, Virginia Gerluk, who was 12, also joined them. A little while later, the children were approached by a tall, thin, unshaven man between 35 and 40 years old. He was wearing a Russian-style fur or wool hat, you know, those big fluffy ones, a light tan or brown overcoat, and galoshes with heavy buckles. Galoshes are kind of like rubber boots, from what I understand. He told them that he had an appointment to see the church's pastor, Father Wilfred O'Rourke, in the rectory at 9 o'clock. It was later determined that Father O'Rourke had no appointment, and he later theorized that the man might have been one of the numerous, quote, street people who came to the church for money and were, quote, especially numerous at that time of year. So while this was kind of going on, Virginia fell on the ice a few feet away from the other Cadeau children, and Michael and Patrick went to help her up, the nice boys they were. And I guess this was when the guy decided to make his move because only a moment later, the three older kids saw Susan leaving the grounds with the man. Quote, this man is going to give me something, she called to them as she left. These were her last known words. After calling Susan for, after calling after Susan for a while, Michael, Patrick, and Virginia went home and her parents phoned police. The London police force became involved in the search by about 9.30 p.m. that night, and by 1.30 a.m. on the morning of January 7th, over 300 people were searching for Susan. Father O'Rourke broadcasted over the local radio to appeal to the abductor to, quote, please call me and tell me where Susan can be found. 
CFPL radio stayed on air overnight, issuing appeals for volunteers to help in the search for Susan. At about 10.10 the next morning, Susan's body was found in the warehouse yard of Ray James Construction and Farm Supply Company at 609 William Street. This was just two blocks west and seven and a half blocks north of where she vanished from. This part is so sad. Not that the whole thing isn't sad, but tears were frozen to her face. Her underclothing had been torn and a pair of blue jeans she had worn under her snowsuit were missing. Susan had been sexually assaulted and had died from shock and exposure less than three hours before she was found. It was believed that her abductor, after the assault, just abandoned her in the, the yard. So, over the previous year of 1949, 10 other young girls in the city had been victims of sex attacks. Susan's death was the first fatality after such an attack. An arrest has never been made in the case, but there is slash was a suspect in the case. So, according to a Fifth Estate episode on Stephen Truscott's case, um, a guy named Sergeant Alexander Kalichuk um, uh, was, like, overlooked as a suspect in the murder of Lynn Harper, and they think that he was also, um, a suspect in the Susan Kiddo case. So, police believe that this guy, um, Kalichuk, is a suspect in the murder of another young girl as well. So, Kalichuk has a criminal history of sex offenses dating back to 1950, and had been stationed at army, army bases throughout southwestern Ontario. But, uh, he died in 1975, so I guess we will never know if it was him or not. I don't know. I feel like they could, maybe there was no DNA found on Susan's body, and that's why. But I was going to say they could exhume him and test for DNA, but um, by the looks of things, there was no DNA left on Susan. So the man who led Susan away was described as white, 30 to 40 years old, tall and thin and unshaven, wearing a light brown unbuttoned overcoat unbuckled galoshes that flapped openly dark russian style or army milton that had ear flaps um that's the hat and the london police are still looking for information on this case so if you do have any information about susan's death please call the london police service at 519-661-5670 but if you ask me i feel like this was the same guy that was responsible for lynn harper's death maybe we'll discuss lynn harper's death um soon because that's kind of interesting but yeah that's susan kiddo i hope you guys enjoy this episode um if you guys do have any suggestions for future episodes that you would like to see please drop them on my instagram at not always polite um or you can send me an email the my email is in um my instagram bio so yeah i hope you guys are having a great week and i will catch you guys next week bye